Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig in to today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, got to get something off my chest. Uh, Go, Joe. Go. I miss you, you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know for our listeners, we drop these just about weekly, uh, but... uh, if we're not able to get together, uh, we we you know we drop some rewinds, and yeah, some kind of like hits and stuff from our podcast. But you and I have not sat down in like a month to do this podcast. Yeah, I've been gone. Sorry, yeah. Joe. It's been since you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, gone. We we have a great opportunity as a church, and I think even a responsibility uh, to coach other churches. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that quite a bit. Um, and I and I bring our campus pastors with me. So I wind up getting coached them too. But yeah, I've been in Texas, Atlanta, Nashville, all over the place. So it's been good though. It's been good. And Tracing uh, your way through a country song. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. I went to Country Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> of yeah. course you did. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was amazing. Jeff, do you like country music? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. There's some trivia for our listeners if you didn't know. Yeah. But Noah's good. And we get to, you know what God does here at Grace really echoes around the world in, in a neat way, and, and uh, this is one of those ways, so it's, it's, it's fun. But I'm glad to be home. Tired of, tired of airplanes and hotels, so I'm glad to be home. Yeah, my, my favorite airplane memory with you is still sitting next to you on a long flight across the Atlantic with, like, nasty, seeping, oozing poison ivy on my arm. Listen, everybody, he, everything he said is not an exaggeration. <laughs> like, it, this was, like... Pussy poisoning ivy, oh. and we're on like a twelve-hour flight, and I'm in be- the, the Joe's on one <laughs> side, and on the other side is another big guy, yep. and I'm sandwiched there with nowhere to go. Yeah, and it's like I actually even wonder if it wasn't just poison ivy, like if it was like poison sumac or something, because that was probably the second most intense uh, case I've ever had. It, it was. was I'm it was surprised they let you into the country. Well, do you remember when we were in? Uh, and our layover in Paris, we actually had some time to walk around for the day. Um, we like stopped at a pharmacy and got some like gauze and stuff. Yeah. So that when we got to Africa, I could cover it up. Yeah. Because we didn't know, but I'm like, do you walk into Africa with an unknown disease no. oozing off your arm? Like, no. It's better. Yeah. It's better not to walk into anywhere with an unknown <laughs> disease oozing off your arm. I suppose. Just as a rule true. of thumb. Yeah. As a rule of thumb. Yeah. And that's the topic for today's episode. <laughs> Oh, my. Well, speaking of topic of the day, we should jump into some real things here. Uh, Jeff, today um, our question is uh, really about um, a ministry that our church is kind of um, kind of kicking up a notch, mm-hmm. uh, stepping into a whole new level of, and it has to do with serving uh, people with and uh, people with special needs and then also their families and caregivers. Um, Jeff, why... Before we kind of dive into why would we do that and all those kind of things, like I think it's important. What does that mean? Like, are there are there categories to this? Are there simple ways to delineate how this type of ministry might play out? Like, that's a it seems like a pretty big umbrella to people's understanding. Like, what would that even look like? Yeah, it is a big it it is a big umbrella in some ways. And then I think if you're healthy, able-bodied, uh, the temptation always is to lump everybody in. Mm 
to one thing. You know, so, so a person uh, with a spinal cord injury is different than a person with autism, you know, sure. kind of a thing. So uh, I think it's important w- when we talk about it, we're talking about a person with a, with a special need. So we're, we're not talking uh, just about someone who might use a wheelchair because they've had a spinal cord injury or something like that. We're talking about uh, when we say special needs, we mean developmental issues, autism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a broad category, um, and it should be thought about in a broad way, but then it should be thought about individually. Mm-hmm. So whatever that individual, uh, whatever, whether it's their, their body or whatever it is that's going on, it's a genetic thing, whatever, uh, they need to be loved on. They need to be cared for, and then their caregivers, um, depending on severities of things, mm-hmm. uh, some some people um, need care, and mm-hmm. and sometimes even that. Sometimes that's special needs. Sometimes that's because you're, if you've ever cared for an elderly parent, you just know like how important and passionate. And exhausting that that process is, sure. especially if it's a child and they have severe limitations. So, so that's what we think about. We we think about kind of in that category or that mm-hmm. paradigm, so to say. Uh, how can we help care for? Try to make Jesus make sense to give respite to uh, those with special needs and their caregivers. I think it's really helpful, and I think. Uh you know, even our listeners, I, I, as much as we can probably communicate, like, hear a sensitivity in, like, Jeff's voice there that we're not trying to create categories. We just realize there's differences. Yeah. Um, and we're going to uh, only be able to step into the things that we feel equipped and yeah. needed to step into. And it's been wildly helpful. Like, as, we, as we're stepping toward this type of a ministry... Uh, we've had uh, some wonderful people that are part of our church family mm-hmm. that are helping us. Yeah. They're like, this is a better way to say this. This is a different way to think about that. And uh, and it's it's wonderful because you just don't know, mm-hmm. you know? And so it helps people to have a dignity and a respect, and even then to communicate um, as well. So we're definitely on a learning curve right now ourselves, but I think an important one. Yeah. So Jeff... Um, how how did Grace get into this? I mean, is there a book of the next ministry churches should get into? Yeah. You know, or like how how did we you know find ourselves in this conversation? You know, I, it's it, there. There's a history to it, and I can tell you if you want. But it, it just started with loving people and getting connected to them, and that led us to kind of a discovery and an awareness that. Uh, the special needs community is underserved by the church community. Mm. And there's a whole bunch of reasons, and I don't mean that as any kind of an indictment. It just kind of is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as that has come into view more and more clearly, uh, as I look at Grace Church, I look at our size and our resources and and our people who want to serve and help, um, I'm like, I feel like this is something we can do. I, I view it as a, you know, sometimes I've used this illustration that there are times that you come across a harvest field and the harvest is beckoning the harvesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're way open to you if, you if you'll come here. And I feel like this is one of those situations. 
where that community is way o- they're way open to the church, way open to Christ potentially, uh, way open to help mm-hmm. uh, and service. And they're like, if you if if you are willing and then at times able to do that, we we would love it <laughs> and and we would embrace it. And so we kind of discovered that over time and discovered that there's not a ton of churches that uh, have been able to step into that in a big way. There are some, uh, and we are learning from them right now, but not a ton. And so we're like, well, Lord, you've given us a lot, and including people who can help us learn and educate us and want to serve. And I'm like, well, it sounds like an open door to me yeah. <laughs> that God is is drawing us through, and so that's why we're stepping into it. That's really good. Now, um you, you, you've hinted a bunch through there, like, you know, the harvester beckoning, or the harvest beckoning to the harvester, and there's these questions, there's relationships, like, how how did we uniquely find that then? Like, um, there's there's not a community um, town hall where they're like, hey, church, here, hey, Grace, here's what we'd love you to do. How did we hear that voice? Like, what yeah. got us to start um, discovering pathways to serve? You know, Joe, it was really just trying to love people mm. and and love people who came to our church. So if I was trying to think back to the genesis of Grace Church being involved, the Bath Campus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I would go back to the very, very early days. There was a, uh, a mother named Mary who was a widow. Mm. Uh, her husband passed away, and they had uh, an autistic uh, daughter— and uh, they were part of our church family. Actually, before Dad passed away, Mom, Dad, and, and the two two daughters, but only one was autistic, uh, was very involved at Grace and, and uh, around and, you know, just part of our church family. We loved them and cared about them. Um, after Dad passed away, Mom now is a single mom. She's also a working mom, and she has a... Uh, uh, an autistic daughter that has a, a pretty severe nonverbal, et cetera, form of autism. And so um, I just watched her as she would come to church, and, and the daughter was afraid to be away from the mom. And uh, so mom tried to come back to church after her husband died. Uh, the daughter was nonverbal, but would make uh, noises or respond to things. So sometimes the music would startle her, Mm -hmm. or even me, if I was joking or the congregation laughed, it would startle her. And once she was startled, it was like really, really hard for her to settle Mm -hmm. back in. So what was happening is it was so disruptive in the services that mom realize how disruptive everything was. So she's like, I I can't take her to services and she won't be away from me. So I guess we're not coming to church anymore. So I just called her and I said, uh, Mary, I said, that's not the solution. Like I, I, I get it and you're right. And, you know, I'm not arguing with you about it, but there's gotta be a different solution than you're just not a part of the family now, you know, kind of thing. So we started to talk about that and brainstorm about that, and um, what we settled on was that if we could get another person attached to the daughter, 
that then mom could slip out and go to church and get her cup filled a little bit. So there was a young lady named Jenny, and she was like, I'll do it. <laughs> so we took, I'd have to ask Jenny now, I forget, it's been so long ago, but I bet you we took uh, four or six months and we would uh, introduce Jenny and have mom leave the room for 30 seconds <laughs> and then introduce Jenny. And, and we worked it up to where uh, the daughter felt comfortable with Jenny hmm. and mom could have could be away from her for like 90 minutes. Well, then she could go to church, to services. She could visit. She could have an adult conversation, you know. Um, and she could have a little bit of a, of a respite. So <clears throat> we, st- we started into this, you know, 25 years ago, just trying to love our church. And we're like, you guys are our family. Yeah. So like you, go- you going somewhere is not an option. Like we just have to learn yeah. how to do this. And that's kind of been our MO ever since. And, and uh, we've done that kind of individual by individual. We have this uh, VIP ministry that happens, and that is... Uh, kind of a respite night for caregivers especially, and we've leaned mostly into people who work with people with special needs, and basically we ask them, like, can you give a an, a Friday night? And now what we want to do is we're, we've seen the, the greater need, and we're like, well, can we, can we grow this? If we had trained staff who could train volunteers... Um, could we go about the process of figuring out how to how to love and serve people more and more? And that's that's kind of it's we're kind of going to do the same thing we've always done. We we I, I'm not going to say that we've made it up as we go, <laughs> but we've had to learn as we go. And then you're talking about individuals, mm-hmm. so individuals have different needs. You know, they have special needs, and so. That's how it's kind of unfolding. We just feel like where God has us now with our volunteers and our resources that maybe we can do that for more people. That's pretty awesome. I, I'm i thinking about some of our listeners. I know that like some of our listeners, they might be suddenly sparked to want to get involved in something like this, and maybe they'll be one of those volunteers we can get mm-hmm. trained up. Uh, there might be other folks who are like, man, I, I ride the school bus with someone with special needs, or yeah. my neighbor, or... Um, and, and then in, I know some of the people that listen to our podcast, they're a part of other churches or they're leading other ministries, and they might be getting a little bit of a bug of like, maybe I can engage some of this. Like, Jeff, how would how should they think about starting that, whether it's that individual uh, personal ministry all the way to like, maybe our organization or church could do this too? Like, what are some of the things you've learned over the years? Uh, I think the biggest thing I learned is just make a friend, you know, and so um, it, it, it depends on the individual with special needs, how they can or want to interact with you, um, but, but you can make a friend, you know, and you probably have a friend um, in your life that you could be closer to or, or an individual. You, you may... Like if you're in high school, you may share a bus, you know, with uh, someone and or et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, just be involved in their life and and uh, uh, care for them and, and think through. Think about how difficult it is to have young kids 
Um, you know, Heidi and I has, have six, bio, you know, six children without our daughter-in-law, so six children. Like when they were little, how exhausting that is mm-hmm. and how burnout you can be and, and then add in, like I, I need help and add in doctor's appointments and add in special schooling and add in. And so it's just looking and saying, is there a way I can serve? Is there a way? And and you might be able to, they might say, uh, I'm not sure that you should stay with the child, but man, it was really great to be invited out to dinner. Can we go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. kind of, it's just, a, there's, a, there's a million ways, but you're just, you're just like learning to love someone and you're learning to love someone that you don't yet maybe know how to love or befriend. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to cross that barrier is to start crossing it, yeah. you know, and and then see what God does from there uh, with the whole thing. But there's big stuff. Like Tim Tebow has done a really good job with his night to shine and yeah. stuff like that. I, I think that's stuff that Grace will get excited about uh, in the next couple of years. You know, th- those are kind of different things. And um, so there's there's... There's big events like that, but most you, you learn to love a person with special needs the way you la- you learn to love everybody else. <laughs> you just get to know them and get involved in their life. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. I know that. Uh, I, I'm thinking of some of my friends around the community, and th- like th- there's a staff person at one of our uh, inner city ministry partners where like their daughter is has some severe severe needs. They're you know they're even in the hospital multiple times a month for some of the wow. needs. It's just a, a really intense situation. And, you know, we pray for them regularly. And um, and similarly, they, building a network around them, even just as a family, has been a great way to love them. Yeah. Um, and then I think of a, a friend of mine who's started this Farming with Friends ministry in the area, and it's all about helping people with special needs find dignity yeah. and work. And it's like, it's just really awesome to, like, see that kind of stuff come together. But in all of those cases... It starts with a relationship, and I think that's the thing that we would want our, um, whether it's your neighbor or whether it's the person thinking about their ministry, this isn't what program do you want to run and then see who fits into it. Right. It's go meet the person, learn to love them, and then see if something starts out of that. It's the way you start every program at a healthy church. You don't build it, then they will come. You build it because they're already here. Yep. And you're trying to help and serve and love, and I think that's where we're at. And and I think you know the 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 size of Grace Church, the accessibility we have, like something as simple as we have a new newer building. Mm-hmm. There's elevators, you know. So right. so it's just some. So, so we've just been blessed with all of this, and I and I and the elders, all of us, are always saying, well, how can we use the use what God's given us more and more. And I would say that this community has open arms for us. Yeah. And like, well, that's I always look for that. That's where how we did sports, how we did urban stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we were invited in, and so there's an invitation, and we're excited to see where God can take us with it. That's really good. Well, if this is something that it sounds intriguing to you, and you want to know more specifically about how you can get involved in some kind of way, reach out. We'd love to get you connected and and brainstorm with you or help point you in a direction. There's there's uh, going to be some really neat ways to to plug into to folks and families here at the church to serve in these ways. 
If you have questions that maybe are like this, why do people do and Christians do what they do, or how does life work, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if you want to hear more of what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review uh, our podcast. If you're looking for a group of people who are running after Jesus and trying to serve and love those like we mentioned here today, you can always join us here in person at Grace or even begin to check us out online. Thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.